What is up, everybody? Welcome back to another edition of the Sheehan Show here on Sherdog.com. And today it's another look at the bets for the weekend in the world of mixed martial arts. Uh, there's loads of uh, events this weekend. We have UFC, Bellator, PFL and Cage Warriors uh, to look at. Uh, this weekend, I have taken bets from three of those events. We'll have a look at the other one as well towards the end when I, I wrap up uh, the uh, the betting preview. And uh, I, I, do you know what? There is no... Um, well, there are a few very good fights, to be honest, but it, it's not the best weekend in the world of mixed martial arts, if we're, if we're being honest. There aren't loads of amazing fights all over the place in terms of jeopardy, in terms of titles in terms of even title implications you know we have pfl which always has implications in all of their fights and we have a ufc main event which usually has implications as well but you know not definitely if you want to put it that way so um yeah that doesn't mean the betting changes though because i've picked out a few bets uh that i like and that i think are good and that i think uh i think will come out so we'll have a, a look and see last week we had a pretty good week one of the fights fell out it's actually, I believe it's going to be on this week, so that's Ariane Lipsgift. So if you like six bets, you can have six bets here. Um, but of the three bets left, two of them came out, so that's pretty good in the flyer, you know, as the flyer tends to do, didn't win. So that, that, uh, but I'll take that two out of three, yet bad uh, on a week. So, um, you know, we had the over uh, one, plus one, four, three, and we had um, uh, Akhmadov as well in the PFL, was plus 170. So. You know, all of those PFL playoffs are, uh, <laughs> are paying off. And uh, I have a couple more bets for PFL here as well. Uh, and we will, uh, hopefully they will come up as well. So we will, uh, we will get to them. First of all, I want to talk Bellator. And my first bet of the week is from Bellator. Um, and I assume my Bellator preview will be out before this. And I've, I've changed, I gave a pick on that. And I, I've changed that pick. And I'm going for uh, Gary Amucci to win a plus 160. Um the reason I'm doing that is is kind of twofold, really. Like, I, I okay. Let's say if it turns into uh, an all-out standing matchup. Now, I talked in the preview about that, and I said, and I, I kind of stick by it. If it does stay like that, uh, I think Gracie has like a big jabbing advantage. I think if he can keep it long, land his jab over and over and over, he could win uh, a five-round fight like that. And we've seen him, you know, do that before. Maybe not for five rounds, but for bit large portions of fights. And he has the ability to do that. He has a good job, but jab even. But if you look at Yamuchi and especially his fights recently. He has, um, he has won fights on the feet that, you know, haven't got it. So if you look at it, and both of these guys are submission artists. He has won fights, you know, by decision. He has uh, not just relied on his ability to submit someone. He won two fights ago. He won by, uh, by knockout as well. Now, he has obviously lots of submissions, but he decision, decision Daniel Veitchel as well and a few other lads. And I do think I'm watching. Going back and watching a bit of his striking, he is a guy who's more patient with it, um, and more patient with the takedown, and more patient with the ability to get the fight to the ground as well. But he can come inside and land some body shots, and you know, he's not he's not necessarily a small man, but at five foot ten, um, if you compare him to to Gracie, who is six foot, there isn't much of a difference there, really. You know, a couple couple of inches. Um, so. If he can kind of keep away from that jab and land a few shots inside, I I think look based on today's scoring system, 
as we all know it by now, it's based on, you know, damage and the impact of those strikes rather than the strikes itself. And if he can come inside and land some powerful shots while getting kind of jabbed up, that could be enough to win him round. So I, I kind of rethought that maybe a little bit. I think Yamuchi probably has more experience fighting on the feet in that sort of manner, you know, against guys more kind of evenly matched, like Vital is a good fighter and others as well. I know parts of whatever fights we might be looking at might have hit the ground, he might have dominated as well. But I, I, I just having a little bit more of a more of a think about it. I don't think it's as quick or as easy as saying, oh yeah, Gracie's a good jab, he'll probably win. Now he might, but I think that price is good as well. I think that price of plus 160 in a very even fight, like either guy could win this, I think it's very good. My second point about it is, as I try to clean the dirt off my top, but it won't come off, um, I think if the fight does hit the ground, I, I sometimes you look at these matchups, right, and you go, who has the better jiu-jitsu? I think you should look and say who has the better wrestling at times. Because let's say if the jiu-jitsu nullifies it out. Now, nullifies is an interesting word, right, when you talk about jiu-jitsu. Because getting caught in the submission and not getting submitted is not nullifying it. It's like not getting caught in the submission. It's like realizing the moves your opponent is about to make two or three steps down the line and making moves to stop the third move he makes in seven seconds time, if you get me. So... I think that Yamauchi might be able to have a more maybe domineering style on the ground. And I think he might have better wrestling as well to get Gracie down if he chooses to do that. If the fight hits the ground and it's kind of a scramble or something like that, who will be the guy to get on top, I think is what I'm trying to say here. And I think that might be Yamauchi. And if he does that and he lands a few shots, you know, it's it's more than likely a fight that there's not going to be massive impact. I'm talking about in the feed that the, the slightly more impactful shots are going to win it for Yamauchi. If that is the case and the fight gets to the ground, let's say he has three minutes of top control, right? The top control is not going to score for him. But if he lands 20 shots in that three minutes of top control, if he, you know, one, one, two, body, body, head, that, that will win him the round, you know, not the top control, I'll say it again, but the shots there. And I, when I see that, I picture Yamauchi, the guy landing those shots. Um, That'll be the winning and losing of the fight, honestly. Those two things, I, I look, I think those two things will be the winning and losing of the fight. I don't think there'll be a big knockout here. If someone did get it, I think it would probably be Yamauchi. I don't think there'll be a submission here. I think they're probably both equally likely to get that. Maybe Gracie a little bit more than Yamauchi. I'm not, I'm not, I, honestly, I'm not too sure. I asked, uh, I asked my guy, Harry Powell, who's the BJJ expert, and he kind of, you know, said, <laughs> said the same thing this week. But I do think the wrestling advantage might be there slightly to Yamauchi or uh, Yamauchi, and maybe, maybe not even the wrestling advantage, maybe the, the scrambling advantage or the speed scrambling advantage. Um, and in a tide of such small margins, I think those two things are pretty are pretty big, to be honest. Uh, so that's the reason I've kind of flipped after thinking about it more, and I'm going for Yamauchi here. So plus 160, first bet of the week, Gaiori Yamauchi to win here over at Bellator. My second bet of the week uh, is in the heavyweight division, and I'm going for Steve Mowry to beat Valentin Moldovsky at plus, I'm just looking at it here again, plus 185, plus 185. Um, I really like Steve Murray. I think he is very, very good. He's a massive man. Um, he can he can do it all. He's obviously a great record. What is he, 10-0? Uh, 
Um, if you look at his last few fights as well, right? He fought Raheem Cleveland, who I I watched. Uh, I'd obviously did the preview for that, um, and I watched a lot of Raheem Cleveland, or as much as I I could find of him anywhere. And he's a big, tall, athletic hitter, right? And for Maori to go in there and beat him as quickly as he did, it might seem like Raheem Cleveland doesn't have the greatest record, you know, some might call him a journeyman or whatever, but to go in and beat him the way he did so easily and not even be, like, tested by just the physicality he brought even, I think that was massive. You know, the same could go for Gokan Sakidam. He, he just beat him, you know, he beat him easily and what, uh, the first minute of the second round. Syed Soma beat him as well. So he's be- like he's beaten, I-, I would argue, two at least of the top 10 heavyweights in that division. And I think Raheem Cleveland could probably be in there as well. I think that guy is is underrated just because of his record and maybe, uh, you know, maybe some deficiencies. But I think that the, the, the good points that he has are a test for Maori. So, but anyway, that's beside the point. It's a v- Look, this is another step up again. We're, we're, let's be real about it. We, we talked last week about... Um, <clears throat> Jamal Hill It was another step up To take on Thiago Santos I actually think this is a very similar Start I think it's more of a step up But a similar sort of matchup In that step up Where it's a really good Solid guy Who's 30 years of age You know he's 13 fights Into his career But those 13 fights You know they came over 7 years And there's a lot of experience In those 13 fights You know you've Linton Vassell Java Ayala Ryan Nelson Tim Johnson All wins in a row And then obviously The, the loss to Ryan Bader By decision Um I I'm very interested to see if like that fundamental good game from Moldovsky will be enough to win against um a physical phenom I suppose like Steve Maury. Well, I'll tell you again 6-1 for Moldovsky. Um for Maury 6-8. So he's you know, what 7 inches taller than him. That that is a that's a massive difference. Like these lads are finding heavyweight. They're used to being the bigger man. I know I know myself. I'm used to being bigger than most people. When I when I stand alongside, you know, even someone tall, even someone like an MVP who's a, a welterweight, but he's so tall. I'm like, oh, hello, and it's it, it, you know, it puts you off a little bit. Now I'm sure Moldovsky is trained and he has brought people in, but it's a very I think it's a very very hard thing to prepare for. Um, and Maury's fighting out of Sanford MMA as well, you know. Those lads, Henry Hooft, you know, he's used to he's used to training tall heavyweights down through the years, I'm sure. Um, and he has him looking great here. You know, he's not just a knockout artist either. He's six submissions and four KOs, um, and a lot a lot of Kimura as well. You know, I mentioned I was talking to to Harry Paul this week as well, and I I have and he kind of made the point that. About the Kimura I've been making Talking about this Kimura For the last while Saying people need to use The Kimura more To sweep um, And I think uh, When getting taken down Now not on the ground Or uh, as much maybe But The Kimura is kind of A dying art We don't see it that much anymore We definitely don't see people Finishing with it And that's grand That's because Jiu Jitsu has become More even throughout But To see people sweeping with it It's I think should be more common Because I think It, it I know nothing about it uh, from a, an, a technical point of view. But when I look with my eyes and I see it, and I see people using kimonos, especially when just being taken down, it seems to work pretty well. Anyway, Maori 
has Kimura, 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 Kimura as finishes on, on his record and a key lock in there as well. He is a very, very, very good Kimura. And I think if you're Moldovsky and you're struggling with that seven uh, inch advantage, you try to take him down. If he gets caught in a Kimura straight away, that could be curtains for him because Maori is so good at it. So that gives you um, that gives you another minute of victory there for for Maori, even if he is ha- happens to be taken down or anything like that. So yeah, I I really like Maori in this. I think he has big head kicks. I think his jab is very good. I think he's powerful, and as I said, that Kimura as well and that Jiu-Jitsu is very very good. Moldovsky will want to make this an even fundamental striking battle where he is you know pop pop to the body out again pop pop inside out again where whereas Maori will be happy to fight on the outside but he will want to be land, landing shots from the outside and Maori uh, Malovsky will want to be all the way out or all the way in um and Speed advantage will be the thing here for Moldovsky. I don't think he's the fastest guy in the world. That's why I'm probably leaning against him more so than anything. Um, but it's you know it's a massive fight for the division, a massive fight for Maori. I believe in Maori. I've watched all of his recent fights. I think he's very very good, and I'm gonna I'm going for him here to win this one. A plus one eighty five. Right. Uh, next bet here. Next couple I'm going for are from the PFL. Um, and the first one I'm going for is my countryman, Will Flory. Um, he, <laughs> now, if, if you look at Will Flory and you see his record recently, you're probably thinking, well, that's a, a pretty good pick. And now it's minus 200 as well. Let me say that. But I think that price, I think that price is very, very good for uh, who Will Flory is fighting and for how good uh, he actually, uh, how, how good he actually is as a fighter. I'm actually looking at it now, sorry, it's gone down to one, minus 190. You can get it as low as minus 185 in some places, but minus, uh, minus 190 it's gone down to now, so that's uh, that's interesting as well. I'm not, I'm not sure why it's gone down to, to minus 190 if you look at his opponent. So, um, Will Flory's fighting Anthony Salamone and uh, I went back and I watched uh, as many ceremony fights as I could find and if I'm being honest he's not great um the records of the guys he's fought as well he fought one guy with a good record who was five and one and went to a split decision with him he's won all of his fights now to be fair so I'm not throwing him out I'm not saying he's useless or anything but the the ability of the guys who he has fought has been very very questionable if you want to put it that way and watching him he is a big uh, when I say big, big, big for that, he's. He, do you know what he is? Find a middleweight. He's like a blown up welterweight with a big upper body, strong as an ox, bulls across the cage and takes lads down. That's what Salamone is, right? Um, and Will Flory is a nightmare for someone like that. I would think because Will Flory is really, really strong. He's big and tall, but. He's very. He's a very good wrestler. He is a guy who will see you coming at him head first. He will go at you head first and usually win that sort of fight. He's a, a, an absolute bull of a man altogether. He loves ke- catching lads, picking them up, putting them on their arse and beating them on top. Landing elbows, landing shots, getting into half guard and winning fights like that. Now, his last fight, he went five rounds on the feet, jabbing up a guy. Um, and he won the UAE Warriors title doing that. And a very, very good win over Tarek Suleiman, who he beat before as well, who's come around and got more wins and got back. But it was a very, very good performance. And I believe he was injured going into that fight as well, or, you know, had to change up his game to fight that way. 
You know, he beat Ken Kapinen as well before that and on a three fight win streak, beat Justin Moore. You know, he took a fight in the middle of that over in uh, over at EFM. I think it was on chart notice in the middle of the pandemic. He ended up losing that one, but it was you know, you could kind of write that off a little bit. And he's only lost in recent times. And before that was Norbert Navini Jr. In my opinion, is probably top three or four, maybe top five best prospects in the world until he unfortunately did his, uh, his ACL. So Will Forey, you know, he, he's been beaten basically everyone that's been put in front of him that's at a similar level to him. Um, and I think that will be the case here again. I think the minus 190 price is a steal, honestly. Um, unless Salamone is able to rise up, like it's tough as well to to look at someone like Salamone, right, and see the level of fighters he's fighting, and see him kind of dominating them, but while not looking great at the same time. If you get me, like if he was in there with an even matchup, and he didn't look great, but he came out winning, you could say, okay, this guy is a winner. He's got in there; it's a tough battle, and he's winning the fights. Like Will Flores had a few fights like that. The level of opposition means a lot in that sort of fight. You know, if he's going in there and kind of making it look hard against nobody's, basically, that's not a great thing. Now, I'm not saying he has done that, but he he hasn't he hasn't blown me away. Like, if you want a guy in showcase fights, they should be showcasing you to be an excellent fighter, and I don't think they have necessarily done that from what I've seen anyway. So if he... Look, he's made it a victory here is to bull across the cage, take Will Flurry down and dominate him on top. And I just think that's going to be really, really hard because of all I've seen of Will Flurry over the years, because he is so strong, because he doesn't really let that happen, and he does that to you. And he's tall, and he's a good jab, and he's good at keeping lads off him. Um... I think it's a very, very tough matchup for Salamone, and that's why I've gone for Will Flurry at minus 190. I think that's a steal. Honestly, I think it's a steal of a price. I think it's very, very good, and that's definitely uh, that's definitely a bet I'm going for this weekend. <coughs> As I cough to death here. My next bet, uh, I'm going for Anti Deja to beat Hinan Ferreira, uh, and he he's actually gone out in price. He was plus 105 yesterday. He's plus 115 now. And I'm definitely going for him at that price. Um, I think... Um, I think they've gotten this one backwards, if I'm being honest. I really, really do. Now, if you, if you look at the record of uh, Deja over the last while, it, I think it tells you know a story. He's only lost since uh, he's been in the PFL. Ha- you know, has been to Bruno Capelloza. Now, he lost twice to Bruno Capelloza, but he's beaten everyone else, you know, since. His last loss, bef- who's not Bruno Capelloza, was seven years ago against Martin Tibora. His last loss before that was back in 2014 after, you know, which he went on a, a five or six five win streak after that. So this guy just isn't losing to, to anybody and everybody. You know, he's beaten Dennis Kolsov, who's a really good fighter. He's beaten Matthias Sheffield, who beat Bruno Capilosa. Uh, and he, honestly, I remember after that fight, everyone was probably listening to my uh, preview, thinking like, oh God, this guy, Sheffield, is useless because Antetija made him look like that. Now, I'll, t- I'll tell you about Antetija first. So uh, he's... If you if you look at the flag alongside his name, he's a Croatian. You look you you think about Croatians and you think oh, and he's fighting out a Krokop top team as well. So it's it's very easy to think this this guy is going to be an all out kickboxing striker animal. He's not. He's a wrestler. He goes in there. He takes lads down. He dominates them on top and is very 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 good at it. 
Now he can kickbox as well. He's improving. I, I see on Sherlock here, it says his style is judo, and that would be a good style, probably better than me saying wrestling. He is very, very heavy on top. Very, very heavy takedowns. Um, and just a very good fighter all around. Um, he's fighting Finn, Hinn and Fahea, who is a very good fighter as well, but he's a finisher. You know, he is absolutely a finisher. Nine wins, eight finishes. Uh, seven by knockout. His last, you know, <laughs> his last two knockouts in a row, 25 seconds, 31 seconds. That tells you all you need to know about Inan Ferreira. When he comes in, he throws big flying knees, big shots. He's massive guy, six foot eight inches tall, really, really big and, and a, just a, a powerful brute. Now, the difference between this and the other fight is Anti Deja is six foot five. So that high advantage isn't as much. Okay, at three inches, still an advantage without a shadow of a doubt. But it is it isn't as much. I think Fahea has to get this done early, and I think if he doesn't, Dejal walk this, honestly. And he you know, he absolutely could. If you wanted uh, you know, double down and go uh, double up your money here or whatever, uh, or, or uh, you know, what's that what's that phrase called? You know, uh, double down on it. You can uh, you could go maybe Fahea early. Fahea round one, whatever that price is, maybe we'll pull it up here and we'll see in a second if the bets are up. And Deja to win a decision or Deja to win after that. Just Deja straight up, maybe. Because I think that's the way it goes. If Fahea doesn't win early in the first, I think Deja is good enough to land enough shots actually to probably take away even his ability to win early in the second, if you get me. I I really read Ante Deja. I think he's very, very good. 21 and 5. As I said, doesn't lose that often for a heavyweight. You know, for a heavyweight, not to lose that often is, uh, you know, is unbelievable, really. And um, I think he'll win here. I really do. I like Fahir. I really like his style. He's my sort of fighter. But I think Ante Deja is a bad matchup for him, and I think he'll, uh, I think he'll win this one. So, yeah, those are the, the four straight-up bets I'm going for. And my fifth... Um, is from the UFC, and I'm going for Onama to win by a TKO KO in round one at plus 425. Um, and honestly, I'm a big fan of Onama. I think he's, I think he's very, very good. Um, and, you know, he is big, big power, big power, can and can land it as well as smart with it. The one thing I would say here, the, the interesting thing I, I, I think is the fact that I, look, it's looking like this is the co-main event now. And uh, <laughs> there, there might be an extra bit of pressure with that, which might be good or bad, you know? It, it might be good or bad. Um, like, David Onami's gone out and he's knocked out in the first round. He's knocked out Gabriel Benitez. Knocked out before that, you know, four lads in five fights. He's finished him in the first round. There's been a couple of submissions thrown in there as well. Now, Nate Landwehr is, is not necessarily a bad fighter either, and I don't think he's a walkover by any means either. But his two last two losses, first round knockouts to Julian Arosa and Herbert Burns, and with all due respect, I think Devin Onam is probably... Is he a better, is he a better fighter than both of those? I think he probably is. You know, he's only lost... In a long time, his only last ever is to uh, is to Mason Jones, who is a very very good fighter. Okay, he didn't look at maybe in his last fight, but he is a very very good fighter. Um, whereas Landwehr, you know, the guys he has lost to Julian Rosa, a good fighter. Herbert Burns, a good fighter as well, but I don't think they're on that level. So I think Onama, like, like if you look at Landwehr, um, 
Uh, I, he's a you know a good wrestler, dominant on top. He can strike, uh, and he's going to need to get on Amadown early and often. Um, and if he doesn't, I, I think it's I think it's going to be an issue for him. And to be honest, I don't think he I don't think he will. I, I think Onaman's going to keep this on the feed. I think he's going to push on those shoulders, get him off, pull out those legs. Lender is going to stand up, and it's going to be a big head kick or a big flying knee, or a big right hand, or something like that, that's going to take him out. Uh, and to do it early, I, I think that's a great prize. We look at the other prices in that fight later on, but uh, to, to knock him out in round one at plus 425, when he's been doing it so often, when it's happened to Landwehr twice in a row in fights he's lost, I think that's a great price. So that's my flyer of the week. Onama wins Tico on round one, uh, Tico slash KO in round one at plus 425. Uh, right, let's look through some of the bets for the week. So, um, let's start at Bellator. Um, <clears throat> and uh, obviously the main event, Yamauchi and Grace, as I said, plus 160. He's, you know, he's, I see him as from plus 140 up to plus 180 here in some places. So, there's lots of lots of different prices here in Yamauchi. Gracie's around minus 185. Interesting the submission prices here. So, Yamauchi plus 1100 to get the submission Gracie plus 300 so they do favor Gracie's uh, submission game over here um, they're around the same to get the KO plus 425 for Yamauchi plus 450 for Gracie I would definitely I definitely think look, that's the right in terms of who's the favorite there but I would think Yamauchi should be probably more of a favorite uh, in that one fight to go to the decision plus 120 Mm, it's a five-round fight. I like that, actually. I think that's a good bet, to be honest. Plus 120, fight to go to decision. Minus 150, not to go to decision. I probably wouldn't be betting that. The over 3.5 rounds is minus 130 as well. So, yeah, that's not a bad bet. That is not a bad bet there. Maurian uh, Moldovsky, um, plus 185, minus 220 favorite. Moldovsky, I think that's... I think those lines are too far apart, honestly, if I'm, if I'm, uh, if I'm definitely being honest there. The over two and a half rounds is minus 120, under minus 110. Uh, fancy Moldovsky to get the KO, it is plus 450. Fancy Maury, plus 325. That's not a bad bet at all. Moldovsky, minus 750 for the submission. If you fancy Maury to get that Kimura, plus 650. Plus six fifty for Maori to Maori. Why am I saying why am I saying it like he's from New Zealand? <laughs> Maori. I'll be doing the hack out and he's going out. But uh yeah, plus six fifty to get the submission there. Um Elimina McFarlane, she's favourite for this fight. Anywhere from around minus one fifty five to minus one thirty five there. <clears throat> I actually see her, she's minus one six three here in one place as well. So she's a good favourite over Bruna Ellen, who's around minus one twenty ish. Uh Gokin Sakadem then He's the favourite. I think that has switched, if I'm not mistaken. Let me look at the prices here. Uh, well, it hasn't necessarily switched, but he's gone from minus 115 to minus 167. So he's definitely opened up prices. He's actually minus 180 here, I'm looking at now. Plus 155 for Said Soma. I think I think that is honestly right. Yeah, and I, I'm right because I'm looking at minus 115. Soma was, he's all the way out to minus, uh, or sorry, to plus 155 now. So there's been a big swing in that fight over the last couple of weeks, a big swing. Uh, that's interesting to see how that will go. It's a tough one to pick. I, I would probably just go with Sakuram if I'm being honest, but... And I've I probably watched more of Soma, and maybe that's a good thing and a bad thing. We're looking at it that way. Uh, Aaron Jeffrey, uh, Aston Vanderford, in Vanderford minus two hundred plus one seventy. I think that's a good price on Vanderford. If I'm being honest, I think people may be overrating the win uh, that um, 
that Musasi got against him. I think he was injured at the very start of that fight. I don't think he's as bad of a fighter as that one maybe looked him. So I think that's probably a good price on him there. Brett Boy, another wrestler coming in here. He is uh, plus 101. That's interesting over yeah, minus 121. Don't know that much about him, so it's interesting. Josh Hill, minus uh, 172, plus 147. Bruno, Deanna Bennett, who beat Justin Keish last time. She's favoured again, minus 255, plus 215 for Keish here. If you like Keish's improvement, she talked a good game since that, I suppose. Maybe, but I, I don't think so. Then you have some of the wrestlers. Sullivan Colley, minus 1,000 uh, against Tony Jeffrey, Tyson Jeffries, even. Then we've uh, Patrick Downey, my guy, minus 1,300, plus 675 for Jeff Sodern. I don't think that's a bad price in Sodor, if I'm being honest. Like, in that interview with Pat Downey, he was kind of saying to me that he wasn't really training, and that he was training in one place, and then he didn't really have striking coaches, and I don't know. I didn't. He didn't fill me with confidence, honestly, in that interview. So, I would look, he's an unbelievable wrestler, and he'll probably still win that, but if you want to have a bit of a flyer, if you can get a plus, I see he's plus 750 here in one place, he's plus 800 in one place on Sodor. Maybe throw a fiver at that you never want to see again, you know, and maybe. Uh, Isaac Hockett then is minus 800 as well. Uh, Brett Schaffenfelder minus 1300, so a lot of big favourites here uh, on this card. Minus 700 for McKee as well. Um, right, we'll talk about, we, we'll pop back to the UFC in a second. Uh, let's talk about PFL first, then we'll go to Cage Warriors. Um, um Ben Ellis, Nathan Kelly. I was talking about this one in the preview. Very interesting one. And I th- I just had it about right. I think Nathan Kelly minus 190. Sorry. Uh, ben Ellis minus 190. Nathan Kelly, the underdog, at plus 165. I think that's just about right. But Nathan Kelly is probably a better fighter than that price suggested. I think he's improved an awful lot. I think it's slightly more even than that. But I would just have Ben Ellis as the favorite. Very good wrestler. Um, I'd probably avoid betting on this fight, though, because I... I, uh, with Nathan Kelly, obviously he's Irish, so maybe I'm a little bit biased, but he's improved over his last couple of fights. And if you're looking at all of his fights together, maybe you're saying, yeah, that price is fair, but I think there's big improvements in his game. And his early couple of losses don't maybe suggest he is as good as that pro- as uh, a price should suggest. So I'd probably avoid this one. Maybe betting him next time and see see how this one goes. Uh, Florian Salomone minus one ninety plus one sixty five. No inside the distance prices or anything like that. No props up yet, so uh, we we unfortunately have to avoid them. Uh, Fidera minus one thirty five. Deja plus one fifteen. Maxim Radu and Barbrick. Um, uh, Radu is the underdog there at minus one, sorry, plus 160, minus 185 for his opponent. Um, and then we have the other um, playoff games. Uh, as I mentioned, Deja, the uh, the underdog there against Ferreira, plus 115, minus 135 for Ferreira. Uh, Carlos Leal then, he is, oh, they're just about even there, Leal and C. Uh, minus 110, minus 110, one blaze, minus 103 for Miranda. He's, j- he's actually the favourite now, and C is minus 117. So that definitely has switched as well, since I did my preview the other day. Very interesting. Umalatov is a big favourite, minus 330, plus 260. 70 for Rory McDonald plus 270 for Rory McDonald interesting price there like I I said this a couple of times this week now I think Rory McDonald 
at his best beats Umalatov, even though Umalatov is very, very good. But I just don't think Gary McDonald is at his best anymore. Uh, Dennis Goldsov, then he is a big favourite, minus 310 over Matthias Sheffield. If Sheffield fights the way he fought the last time, that plus 260 will look a good prize. Not sure it's going to end up that way though. So there are some other fights as well. Josh O'Connor minus three hundred over Imran there, who is plus two fifty. Um, Simon Bezier plus one forty minus one sixty for Hayef Moel as well there. So yeah, that card is kind of stacked out there with a few fights that will be interesting. Um, Cage Warriors flyweight title fight. The Sam Creasy, who is... Is he the champion? Is he not the champion? It's hard to know with these as a cage warriors. I think it, it could be vacant. There's missed weights. The fight was supposed to... I don't know. Anyway, Sam Creasy's fighting Stipe Biric for that. Plus 115, minus 145. Interesting there. George uh, McManus is back. He's minus 160, plus 130 for Alfonso Cabral. Chris Bungard, who we've seen in Bellator and other places, plus 170, minus 210 for Eric Da Silva. Uh, OIN Williams plus 191 minus 241 for Ireland's own Sean McCormack um, Lupoli and AB AB is the favourite there minus 300 plus 240 for the Italian uh, Scott Pedersen I'm a big fan of Scott Pedersen not the best record in the world but I think people know because he's uh, price here is plus sorry minus 200 plus 160 for Larassi. I I like Pedersen at that price I think he'll win that fight uh then we have Stephanie Evans minus 150 plus 120 for Favaro and then uh the two big fights of the night for me outside of the main event are um Josh Reed against Bogdan Barbu. Reed is minus 300 plus 240 for Barbu. You don't see Reed being a favourite like that often, so I would suggest the matchup is like that. What a fight this is. Matthew Bonner against Oban Elliott plus 150 for Oban minus 180 for Matthew Bonner. Uh, I think that's just about right, to be honest. Oban is an absolute gangster for taking all of these hard fights over and over and over again. Fought Mike Figlak, fought uh, oh god, what was your man? Um, oh, the, the Siberian Express the, the last time out. Just taking so many tough fights, or the Moldovan Express, I don't know, I can't remember. Uh, but uh, <laughs> yeah, another one here against the former champion, Matt Bonner, who's coming down to 170. Really tough fight, but can Oban do it? It'd be interesting, it'd be very interesting. But uh, plus 150, I don't think I'd be going for that if I'm honest, but I think that's around the right price. Um, I mean, let's talk about the UFC. Um, let's go from uh, the bottom to the top, maybe here, Yusuf Jalal. It's fighting Demon Blackshear, minus 130 for Zalal. I think he's a good fighter. I think he'll win that, plus 110 for Demon. Uh, Lipsky again is on this card, minus 190 against Cachoeira. I'll go for her again this week, plus 165. I think this Wick Quinlan fight was moved as well, with plus 210, minus 250 for Quinlan. Uh, I like all the odds around. a big fan of his. I think he'll beat Tyson Am, minus 245, maybe trying to accumulate her, or plus 210 for Nam. Lupi Gardinas. Another one to try into an accumulator. I think she'll win that against Angela Hill. She's minus 300 plus 250 for Hill. Uh, Benitez and on Over minus 300 as well for uh, for Benitez there. There's a, there's a lot of a lot of these sort of fights. You know, minus, one, minus 265 as well for Martin Boudet. The uh, Yasmin Gurgay fight against Ismail Lucindo is a bit closer. Minus 184 plus one. 59. Uh, Yasmin is the uh, favourite there. Gerald Marshart, he's an underdog uh, in his fight with Bruno Silva. Minus 280 for Silva. Plus 
240 for Mearshart. You know, Mearshart has, has been in Undragon fights before and won, so that's interesting. Uh, one line here I'm very interested in. Nina Nunes, Cindy Calvillo. Calvillo's the favourite, minus 172. Nunes uh, plus 147. I'm not sure where Nunes is in her career at the moment. Obviously, you know, she had time off to have baby and then she came back and she didn't have the best result in the world. But I think her at her best, I think she beats Calvillo. Honestly, I think Calvillo was one of these fighters that was kind of massively overrated. You know, well, obviously, when Dana White's saying she's going to be the next Conor McGregor and all of that. Um, I'd be taking a punt at plus one four seven there for Nunes. I think I think that's a good price. Uh, Onama and Landwehr my, uh, plus two fifty for Landwehr. If you like, I'm straight up minus three hundred for Onama. So my bet at plus four twenty five, just for that to happen in the first round. You know, and Nunes pretty good and a KO as well, obviously. Devin Clark plus one twenty minus one forty for Murzadov. A Clark isn't a Clark has a chance. Let me see the Clark to win by KO TKO minus plus six hundred. I like that. Clark, Clark draws really hard uh, And if I was betting on him there At the plus money I would go for the KO And bet for him to win by KO plus 600 And in the main event I didn't have this in any of my bets Because I honestly don't know I do not know who will win between Dominic Cruz And Marlon Chitovera Very interesting fight Cruz is madly Imagine saying this to someone a year ago Or 18 months ago Or 5 years ago That Chitovera would be a minus 235 favourite Over the plus 200 Dominic Cruz Ridiculous 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 It makes me think like I should bet in Dominic Cruz at that price But I, I honestly don't know I Look I think this fight goes to the decision It's minus 165 And the bookies think the same Finish inside the distance Plus 135 So That means That any of the prop bets are going to be, you know, going to be big money. Plus 800 for Cruz KO, plus 300, only plus 300 for the Vera KO. No, Cruz submission minus two, or sorry, plus 2000, plus 700 for Vera. Yeah, I wouldn't, I wouldn't go for either of them either. Very interesting. Like, if, if the bookies are right and it does finish inside the distance, like you have to be looking at Vera to win inside the distance. It's only plus 175. Cruz win inside the distance plus 725. Um, I think the only tempting bet I saw here when looking through this is Cruz to win by decision at plus 225. I think that's the only tempting one. Vera wins by decision plus 150. Yeah, maybe. But I think Cruz by decision plus 225 is the only price that will tempt me here. Uh, Cruz straight up plus 200. You're probably actually better off just going for that. <laughs> Cruz straight up. But yeah, I, I, um, I'd avoid this one like the plague. <laughs> I, I don't like... I have no read on this. I really have no read. There's people out there. Let me know. Let me know who you're picking. You know, if the one thing, comment section below. Who are you picking? Who, who And not just who you're picking. At what price? Because... My, Vera might be the pick here But Vera plus minus 235 I don't know about that one I don't know about that We talked last week and About betting the price I definitely wouldn't be betting the price there So uh, Yeah that's It's an interesting one We'll see how it goes So We'll leave it at that That's lots of MMA This weekend An extra long show for everyone To uh, to, get, to get it uh, We're usually half an hour We're coming up with 40 minutes here today So um, It's uh, it's an interesting weekend In the world of mixed martial arts And it, it should be uh, It should be fun Shout out to John Brannigan and all the staff over at Sherdog.com. I appreciate you all. I am Sean Chigan from Sherdog.com. I'll see you all next time.